What are you saying about salt water? You know, if you drink salt water, yes. Can you? I don't know if I've dreamt this. Don't know if you can hear any listeners. I don't know why she's saying this, where this has come from, but she's saying apparently if you drink too much salt water you can go mad and die. This isn't part of the podcast. She's in the bathroom. She's coming in shortly, listeners. I was gonna start this podcast. I was gonna start it with a little joke, but we'll maybe do that next week instead. And then in the last five minutes I decided no, I'm gonna start with a little bit of a rant, because there's something on my mind that I wanna get off my chest. And then I pressed record to do a level check. Ellie's in the bathroom washing her hands. Always wash your hands before the podcast. Yeah. There's a lengthy, elaborate abluting system a regime that she goes through before the podcast. I insist on it. Well, and and it's, it's not just her hands that she washes, listeners. Oh, what happened? Oh, you've plugged in. Oh, you've plugged your headphones in. We've knocked the. Sorry. Hang on. We'll get to this. I mean, you remember last week I said, we'll just start with a joke so that people who haven't heard the podcast before might be thinking, let's just give it a chance. We'll go, we're in. We're in on this. He's hit us with something quick. Yeah. I feel like we've done very much the opposite this time by you speaking about 20 metres away from the microphone, talking about some weird thing about salt water, and now I'm saying about what I was planning on doing that we're not doing. But anyway... Do you want to know why I thought of salt water? Yeah, what's going on? So I was filling my water bottle ready for the recording. That's another thing that we insist I insist on and as well. I saw... Rehydration, the, very important for the podcast. And I saw the jar of bath salts... And and so the connection in my head was salt, water. Oh, I shouldn't put any of those bath salts in my water bottle because you can't drink salt water. It's not good for you. <laughs> it's not good for you. I would imagine when you say, I don't know where this thing comes from where it makes you mad and die, but the thing is, it sort of makes sense in some ways because surely the salt will neutralise the effect of the water. Well, also, I think it's something to do with if you've got too much salt in your body, it can clog up your insides. I mean, I'm glad we said that because the last... <laughs> who knows? Someone might now just... They may have just pulled themselves. I'm going to enjoy the podcast. Do you know what I'm going to pull myself a lovely pint of salt water. And uh, hopefully we got there just in time and uh, <laughs> made them think twice about that. So this podcast, saving there we, lives, there my friends. There we go. It'll destroy your kidneys. You can't get rid ah, of it. You've just, she's just done some research there. It'll yeah. destroy your kidneys. So yeah. there you It'll go. It'll make you sick. You me, me. will get dehydration, muscle right. spasms. It's terrible. It's not good for you. There you go. Saving lives. One podcast at a time here on the David Eagle. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, regular listeners know we always do a health and safety yeah. announcement um, <laughs> at the start of the podcast. But right. it's that thing where you look at something and go, you know what I shouldn't do? That. Yeah, well, that's a, <laughs> and then it came out of my mouth as well. Well, it's a very healthy... It would come out of your mouth if you tried, I think, to drink yeah. something. Well, it's a healthy thing, isn't it? Because that's what the brain does. It goes, imagine if I did this, oh, I shouldn't do that. Like, uh, the, the famous one is like, if you've got a child or something, don't throw it over the edge of the cliff or don't punch yeah. someone in the face. Yeah. But your brain does it. You know, I would be at meetings at work and I liked my boss when I was <laughs> had an office job, but I would think, imagine now if I like, punched her in the face or sometimes I got, imagine now if I just stood up and pulled my pants down or imagine yeah, now if I just went, Bleh! or something like that. What would happen? <laughs> um... I mean, it would that would have been absolutely fine because I used to work at the uh, the Bill and Ben fan club. That was my job. So I should have just thought, oh, he's just getting into it. It's what we anyway. Um, there was um, when <laughs> we I was at start school. The podcast. When I was at school, I haven't done the last week on the David Eagle podcast yet. Well, go on. When I was in primary school, we had a lockable music cupboard, and I was given the keys, and the cupboard was next to the stage in the hall. So we'd got the stuff out of the cupboard that we needed, and then there were some stage blocks and I was holding the keys and I thought 
don't drop this key into the stage block because it'll be really hard to get it out again. And almost automatically, my hand opened <laughs> and I dropped the key. It did actually do it, so it, wor- it didn't yeah. work. Because normally yeah. the reason your brain says it is to stop says, you doing don't it. don't do that. Not to mention the time that she stood up and went, <laughs> pulled her pants down and don't let me get started on the people she's punched in the child. That child she threw off a cliff. But anyway, when it comes to cupboards, keys are very important, but never more so than a music cupboard. Yeah. You see what I Because it's keys. Yeah. Oh, there's the joke. There's the joke. It took us seven minutes to get there and we still haven't done the what's coming up on this week's podcast or even reminisced about last week's podcast yet but oh, yeah. and i haven't done my rant no what was your rant, my rant about, was mate? about printers oh yeah right we're doing a video <laughs> remember when i said oh we'll probably just do a shorter podcast this week and yeah. the reason for that is because i'm going to do a video which i'm going to release on twitter on saturday and facebook and the like it's a topical video it's a satirical video it's actually ready to go I've re- i wrote it yesterday and uh, really it'd be more topical if i released it now and i'm really hoping that prince philip doesn't die um, yeah. i mean i'm hoping he doesn't die anyway obviously but I'm just thinking, I don't want anything to change it. And there's that kind of moment, because we're going to record it on Friday, yeah. and then we're going to schedule it to go out on Twitter, and I'll probably, probably like 8am 8, 8 in the morning, because yeah. that is, of course, 8am in the morning. Oh, I've done that. I, I'm, who do I think I am? Mike Oldfield. One of that great Moonlight Shadow. Great song. But the thing that always annoys me about it is when... Who sings that? Maggie... I don't know. Oh, lock up. Moonlight Shagger. Shagger? <laughs> That's a very, very different thing. <laughs> Moonlight Shagger. Oh, maybe that's what we call the podcast. Oh, dear. Maggie, um, I think she's called Maggie someone. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it up. <laughs> That's what the Moonlight Shagger says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't even started the podcast. Maggie Riley. Maggie Riley, that's the one, yeah. One of the lines in the song is 4am in the morning. And of course, oh, yeah. it's stupid. Needless tautology. Well, to- again, well, tall tautology like is saying, needless. Put in your pin number. It is. I, well, I think Mike Oldfield does that in uh, Get to France, actually, about the pin number. Um, he's just full of tautology. What were we uh, talking about? We're going to talk about printers at some yeah, point. Yeah, so we're going to schedule the... the schedule, Ellie, please. Oh, I don't. The English way of saying it. Way of saying things. <laughs> don't start being like my okay. dad. I can't take it. <laughs> we're going to set the tweet to be released. At 8am in the morning. <laughs> oh, you did I did it deliberately that time. So we're going to say it for 8 o'clock in the morning because that's a good time to get maximum potential. I mean, I haven't really tweeted a video any other time, but I found that that has worked. <laughs> it did work quite well last time. has worked. I mean, bear in mind the last one got 35,000. So, because we wake up a little bit later, we'll get to that uh, shortly in our feature What's the Time, Mr. Eagle, <laughs> if we ever do start this podcast, probably. This um, could just be the whole podcast, just some nonsense. We could, and then we could just say, sure, yeah, why don't we'll we just do this? We'll release the rest of it next week. And we just actually do the real <laughs> podcast next week. Because, like, if I do a thing, I'm like 10 minutes in, what's coming up on this week's podcast? <laughs> But oh. I think I think the tea fans would riot oh, in the streets. We'd be right. They'd be rioting in the streets. It'd be, be like Boston then. all over again. Exactly. Very good. The Boston Herbal Tea Party. Yeah. They call it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting a phone call at four thirty as well. Oh well, it's quarter past four. Yeah, exactly. We should get on with we something. Even start. Anyway, but he's rather trepidatious scheduling something on social media at eight a.m. because I don't know when I, if we don't wake up in time, then something might have happened, like, like a natural disaster or yeah. a big international 
national thing or something like that. And so we wake up at like half eight, nine o'clock. The tweet's already gone out. Depending on what the subject matter of my video is, it absolutely. It could be very unfortunate. And everyone's going, this is unbelievable. This is despicable, David, that you do this. There should be a thing that says at the bottom underneath, scheduled tweets, so that people can at least go, oh, he's, he's not being a bastard. He just wasn't aware of world events. Yeah. Or that it sort of checks, almost dips its toe in the tweeting water before it yeah, releases. It go, be, is this appropriate? But I don't think Twitter is the bastion of if it if it did that for everything. <laughs> are you sure this is appropriate? There'd the, be nothing. There'd be on hardly it. anything on Twitter, would there? So uh, yeah, so printers. So I've got an idea where I want to put some things on the wall that relate to what I'm talking about. What's going to be in this song? The subject matter. And so I want various photos as a little collage on the back wall. Uh, but we don't have any ink for our printer, so we need to get some ink for the printer. And Ellie has tried online. We can't get any that's going to arrive in time it's going to take about four days before any ink arrives she went to uh, two, shops, two shops and both of them both shops are replete with ink cartridges there are hundreds of ink cartridges all piled up but our particular ink cartridge because of course you've got to get the right type of ink cartridge you can't get the, any other ink cartridge has sold out apparently and they won't have any in for the, for the next few days you're looking at uh, two shops that are brimming with ink cartridges but because these printer manufacturers want to make more money you have to buy their ink cartridges but the bloody things aren't in stock so you can't buy their ink cartridges therefore you can't print and this is we're in 2021 and you can't print it's like wires ellie as well yeah you have to have a certain type of oh no it's the wrong usb connector yeah. so you know you could be looking at a box full of cables and it's nearly the right year and they're all usb cables but you just can't find the one usb cable and you just think if there was universality oh anyway i feel like that's very much territory that a lot of people have talked about in the past but we never claimed to be original um <laughs> I, know, I think how many podcasts there are out there that rabbit on about herbal tea and potatoes oh we never claimed to be original listeners anyway before we started pressing record i had no plans to talk about any of that really on today's <laughs> podcast so let's find out what is coming up on this week's podcast 10 minutes into the podcast but before we do that let's hear what happened on last week's podcast last week on the david eagle podcast a rampant bout of lovemaking mm -hmm. oh and let's rub our finger across it mm, that maybe is a bit fruity it certainly is <laughs> Today's the use of Palmer's bollocks. Don't do the hollow! <laughs> no, we think we might be quite close to solving the meaning of life. If you just bear with us another five minutes, we might be able to tell you, my dear. Yeah, yeah. Come on, take the weight off your testicles, dude. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> now, it's time for the podcast that's not afraid to tackle the big subjects. Herbal tea, garage music, potatoes. It's the David Eagle Podcast. Add printers and salt water <laughs> drinking to that list, my friends. The big subjects will be tackled on the David Eagle podcast, and this week is no different. We'll be talking about, about two out of uh, the three subjects that were mentioned there. We were, garage music, we won't be talking about this week. Mm -hmm. Well, I say that, you, you never know what might happen. We will be talking about potatoes and herbal yeah. tea. What will this week's herbal tea of the week be, and will it prove to consist of... Excellent herbs. Thank you, Peter Bellamy. <laughs> Focusing a Peter Bellamy there with one of his wonderful herbal tea jingles. Potatoes. Well, of course, potato news will return. Last week was a very exciting one.
one. Some maybe even say the most exciting one. For oh. it was the time that we, after four weeks of prevarication, we actually planted the potatoes. Uh, what will have happened this week? I mean, really, statistically speaking, nothing will have happened this week because <laughs> it's meant to take about a few months before yeah. any potato action really occurs. But nevertheless, we will take a look and report in potato news. Also this week, we've established what the time is. We know it's uh, just gone 20 past four here on the recording of the David Eagle podcast, but that's because we looked uh, just a few minutes ago and saw that it was quarter past four. We know that I have a phone call coming at 4.30. Will that happen or will it not happen? We'll find out. But talking of time, I will be trying to guess the time in What's the Time, Mr. Eagle? This mm -hmm. time it's a bed-based special. I'll be relying on my subconscious mind to try and tell the time. So as soon as I wake up, Ellie will thrust a recorder in my face and <laughs> posit that question. What's the time, Mr. Eagle? How will I fare? Will my subconscious mind, after seven or eight hours of sleep, fare better than my intuitive mind, which was last week's experiment, which was absolutely woeful from me. My time-telling ability was absolutely woeful. Find out what happens this week in that and what will be on this week's cassette. We'll find out in cassette roulette. Will it be a radio show? Will it be my brother and I having a fight at the age of ten? Will it be more garage music? <laughs> Maybe the garage music. We might be talking about it. Who knows? Also, another startling revelation from Ellie Skinner. She just keeps coming out with them. Also, I've received some very odd audio messages that yeah. I'll be uh, playing. All that and more. Don't know why I said more like that. It was like Brian Blessed, wasn't it? All that and more. Coming up on this week's David Eagle podcast with me, David Eagle. I don't think we've introduced you yet, Ellie. And you've tapped me on the shoulder oh, again. I said I wasn't going to do it this week, didn't I? I yeah. said I wasn't going to do it. Uh, and, we, and ironically, I tapped you on the shoulder to come in and then said something else, so I didn't want you to come in. No. So how stupid is that? But we'll try doing that. I'm going to try it, listeners. Okay. My hands are here, and we'll see if Ellie can do it without any prompting. Are you ready? All that and more coming up on this week's The David Eagle Podcast, albeit 20 minutes into the thing, with me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. Oh, get you. See, I, I'm expecting this phone call at 4.30 about a gig, a charity gig that I will be doing in April. I'll tell you more about that at some point, but I'm finalising any of the details yet. Giving my time for free, listeners, if I don't do that enough with these podcasts. But uh, <laughs> there we go. Talking of which, if you would like to donate, you can. You can also buy tickets for our gigs. The Young'uns are doing a gig on April the 24th. Uh, that's Live to Your Living Room. So just Google Live to Your Living Room, Young'uns. And my folk band, The Young'uns, will regale you with songs and stories on the 24th of April. Okay, uh, but I want to talk to you about the weird messages that I've received this Ooh. week. These aren't podcast-related messages, I don't think. These are just messages that I've received. The first two are from my voicemail. Hello, it's me. I uh, just want to... Oh. That's it. <laughs> so there you go. Could be anything, couldn't it, listeners? It could be. What happens if I'm playing something that I really shouldn't be playing? Because it could be. Maybe he lost his bottle and thought, I can't say this, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Hello, it's me. I uh, just want to... Oh. No, I can't do it. I just want to... <laughs> I just want to elope, David. We, we, let's run away. We run away together. Who knows? So that's that one. The second one is this. Goodbye. That's all. That's all we got. It's a little sinister, that one, isn't it? A little yeah. haunted, a little sinister. Goodbye. 
I did try calling that uh, number back, and it said the number you have dialed is not in service. Oh. So there's something a little odd going on there. Maybe that relates to the dream that I had last night, which I told you about, Ellie, in oh. which uh, we were on some sort of boat, and some woman stole my mobile phone. She said, I'll give you it back shortly. And she was a bit of a creepy woman, and we're on this dark boat, and there was a thunderstorm. She said, I'm, I'll give you it back shortly, and she was, had a bit of a spooky voice. And one thing we knew about it was she was a spiritual medium, mm. and there was something very creepy about her. Anyway, she gave me my mobile phone back. A little bit later on, you and I were in a restaurant or something, and I got a message through, and it was from my mum, who is no longer alive. It said, I'm here. That's what the message said. As she somehow wired me into heaven, to the afterlife. So there you go, that was the dream there. So it was no one number, so I don't know if heaven used that or not. It's got a landline. <laughs> exactly. I imagine heaven used Sky. Oh. Uh, yeah, not really. Uh, <laughs> next Surely one. Surely they just uh, send messages via the cloud. Ah, yes. There's nothing ethereal or spiritual about this next message, though, Ellie. No. This was sent to me by on Facebook Messenger, right? So mm-hmm. this this is from someone who I've not spoken to for years. They used to be on the, and probably do still do, sing sea shanties uh, in pubs and stuff. Uh, so when we used to do, like, Whitby Fork Festival and that kind of thing, we'd, uh, we'd always used to see them around and they'd be singing sea shanties. And they must be, they're at least in their 60s, possibly their 70s. I've not spoken to them, as I say, for years. Um, but they sent me this message. And there's nothing before there's no message before it there's no message after it and this was sent a few days ago so they would have had time to have said oh i didn't mean to send you that or to at least explain the context but there's none of that this is the message ellie There. <laughs> That's the message. So, I don't know if it That's was... a lot of expulsions of different kinds. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Maybe they'd have too much salt water. I don't Maybe. know. But I don't know if they've meant to say... I didn't want to get in touch with them, though, to be honest, after that. I don't really no. want to start a conversation, particularly. But, yeah, that, that's all that I have. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yeah, and I don't... The f- odd thing about it is, well, it, I mean, no, it would be odd anyway. It's not even that it's that much of an impressive fart. So I don't know why I've been sent that, but they're the messages, so if you want to leave any messages to me uh, <laughs> that we can play out on the podcast, feel free. It's time, Ellie, for Cassette Roulette. But before you reach for the box of cassettes, I'm going to play this little clip. I probably shouldn't really do this. There's probably copyright reasons for not doing it, but uh, I was listening to uh, a thing that was on 4 Extra last night, and it's an old John Ronson series, you know, the investigative journalist, John Ronson. And it's all about, I suppose, the reason I'm playing this is because it's the power of cassettes. It's what I've been saying about, you know, you're bringing these voices back, Ellie. And Mm. what I love about Cassette Roulette is that I have no idea what's going to be on the cassette neither do you you just pick a cassette out and it just opens up a world whether it's my brother and I playing together at 10 or whether it's some drunk men shouting on the streets of Stockton on New Year's Eve 2000 oh my phone is going hang on hello hi is that David it is hello hello it's Catherine hello Catherine I'll just uh, just stop recording Um, (laughs) sorry no, what? How dare you? Those allegations were never proved. I'm, I'm terminating the call. Goodbye. 
There we are. Sorry, sorry about that, <laughs> listeners. Um, for the sake. Where were we? Oh, yeah, so this John Robbins thing, Ellie. Yeah. He's a little story, and I've truncated it as much as I can because I don't really want to go, oh, I'm going to just play you a few minutes of Radio 4 now. Uh, <laughs> but here's a little story about a cassette. A few years ago, a radio producer from Copenhagen lost her grandfather to cancer. Well, I remember him as a really nice guy, warm and loving and funny grandfather. He was really charming and he could play instruments and he did lots of magic tricks and funny stuff for us kids. And he had a very happy marriage. As a child, I saw them as a happy couple. They were really cute together. They talked a lot about how they met each other. He died in 2005. After my grandfather died, we found out he had a lot of stuff in a room in his apartment. And then found a box of cassettes. On the very first tape, there was a child singing. I think it was my sister's voice when we were little. And then his voice was there, and he was whistling a lot. He always whistled because he was very, like, a happy guy. And my grandmother just started to cry because his voice was there. And that was really weird also for me that his voice was suddenly in the room because he's dead, you know. Hello. I got all the tapes with me and I started to systematically listen to them. I found out that he had been taping scenes from my family's life, Easter lunch or Christmas lunch. <laughs> Him and my grandmother drinking coffee and reading the newspapers, different things from everyday life. I think he did it kind of secretly for us and I think also for my grandmother. And then Anna came across a cassette with a sticker that had the word Alice written on it. Anna didn't know anyone called Alice. I was very curious about this tape, so I listened to it. It was like country songs. She played the guitar. She had a nice voice. They sing like songs for each other. The last tapes I was listening to was a tape where I found out that he was in Alice's home. At that point I knew her voice because I've heard it on other tapes so I could hear that she was there and the son was there I guess because there was a son too. I could hear his voice too, and they were chatting and drinking soda. It sounds like they're like having a good time. And then the phone rings, and it's my grandmother who calls him, and she wants him to come home. He says he's very busy, he's doing the papers, he's on the office. He won't be home until later. He knew that she was going to call, I guess, and he knew that he was going to lie, yeah, yeah. and then he's recording it. Okay. Hi, hi. So who was the woman and the boy? The woman and the boy was Alice and Ken, and Alice and Ken was his other wife and another son, another family. And uh, he had no idea? My family didn't have any idea. There we are. Ooh. My goodness. The mysteries that can be housed on a tape recording. Yeah. What will we find? Maybe what it will we'll find infidelities 
on the recording. Or maybe it'll just be some more radio on Garage MC. <laughs> uh, who knows? Can't wait to find out, mate. Oh, you might find out. I mean, <laughs> fortunately, we were never together in the time that I was recording cassettes, so you're not going to find out that I've had an affair that way. No. Um, you'll have to um, log into my MP3 library to find out about that. <laughs> Put your hand in my big box, pull out a cassette. We have no idea right now what's on it yet. But then we press play, we'll hear what we get. It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette. Ellie has the box in her hands. She's going to pull out a cassette and let's find out what mysteries are housed upon this tape. I recorded all sorts of things from, whoa, I don't know, from 1989 up to probably 2003 or something I stopped doing it before we moved on to other technologies. And also, I just, as I got older, I just didn't record as much. I suppose it was just a, more of a child, child, Chinese, a childhood... Uh, wait until you get to that Mr. Um, secret that's housed on one of those cassettes when it turns out that I actually used to be uh, Chinese. Um, <laughs> and a lot has changed, but hey, let's not give the game away. So um, do you want me to describe so, well, the tape The first thing we're you? going to do is rub our finger, of course, across it. Now, this is interesting, because yes, this you... bit is rough. This bit is smoother, so it's mm. a mix and match of rough and smooth here. Ellie, we've, in the past, I think four weeks in a row, it's been TDK. It's a Philips. Oh, it's Philips. Hello, pretty CD boy. CD one, 60 He's, minutes. I, I was just thinking there, Philip with his hello, pretty boy there. He's, and then you describe him as a CD one. We're not talking about you, Philips. Uh, Philip, <laughs> we're not talking about you. It's a Philips cassette. It says CD one. Yeah, 60. It's not CD, though. No, and type one, Pharaoh position. There you go, Pharaoh position. So uh, maybe some Egyptian music or something. Who knows? We'll find out. So what's going to happen is I'm going to put this in the cassette player and uh, whatever is on it, we shall reveal, unless it's uh, a dark secret about infidelity. In which case, I might keep that to myself. <laughs> Ellie's going to go away and yep. uh, I'll have a little listen and then we'll come back with some highlights that are on said cassette. It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette. All right, well, don't want to disappoint, but it's, uh, it's, there's no infidelities. No. Uh, but what we do have is uh, more radio broadcasts here. So we're back to BBC Radio Cleveland. Ooh. I think we're in 1999 or something. I think we're in about 99 here. And uh, it's their sport programme. The thing that happens after they do the football, they'll go to the pub. They've decided, instead of doing a, a sort of a football fawning, they'll do the broadcast from the pub after the match. So as soon as the match finishes, obviously everyone goes into the pub opposite the uh, the ground and uh, talks about the match and so obviously the BBC local radio thought well this is brilliant we'll get the reaction of everybody instead of just doing a phone in we'll get the reaction of people mm. in pubs which just kind of flawed slightly by the very fact that uh, people maybe are rather inebriated mm. and so essentially what you got often on this show which is called Talking Balls mm. um, was just well indeed it was just people talking balls because they were too drunk to actually say anything I mean you think how often how fatuous football talk is anyway a lot of the time oh yeah we need to change it up you know what I mean play put it out there you need to you know kick the ball harder when people get a bit drunk it doesn't make sense often anyway what they're saying it's just sort of fatuous nonsense but imagine how more fatuous and nonsensical it is when people have been sinking pints uh, with that in mind here's a little clip of uh, someone they were chatting to in the pub uh, after the match much improved Bam. much improved Words don't just say how much improved. Oh, right? Hey, 
You want to believe it. That is tremendous. This is what we wait for. This is what, what, what we die for. This is a Saturday night evening. This is what I'm Frankie Bam Bam. I love, I love Middlesbrough, everything that comes across us. We all get hurt. We all die. But come on. There you go. Wow, that's pretty deep. <laughs> it's, we all get hurt, we all, we all die. I love the way we all die. He mentions death twice, doesn't he? Believe it. <laughs> that is tremendous. This is what we wait for. This is what, what, what we die for. This is what we die for. <laughs> you could repurpose that as a description of, of the podcast. Hey, tremendous. Yeah, exactly. This is what we it's wait for. It's a podcast for. review. This uh, is what we die for. Exactly. She's saying stick by Robbo, but something's got to improve. We deserve better, don't we, Bam, out there as Borough fans? Yeah. Hey, we deserve better, absolutely. Hey, now is not the time to change it. Never change midsummer. Never change a midsummer. You've got a radio show. You don't change a radio show would, would midsummer. You have <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a logic is there? Like, fair enough to say don't change midsummer. I don't understand football, but maybe that's fine. You don't change, don't rock the boat halfway through the season. However, his example then is like, oh, well, we're on the radio. These are radio presenters. I'll give it, I'll, I'll try and I'll persuade them by using an analogy. For instance, you know, it's like you with a, on the radio. You wouldn't change a radio show midsummer, would you? Like, where's that logic? They often do because. You've they... been talking like in July. It's like, oh, we best not start a new series. <laughs> but what they often do with like regular shows is that the regular presenters will have the school holidays off and they'll get a if sub it... in. So they exactly. do change midsummer. So the, the analogy completely falls flat. And it's a shame, really, because he was making some sense before that point. Yeah. Later on that night on BBC Radio 1, Tim Westwood was doing the Radio oh, 1 rap show. I don't think we've had Tim Westwood yet, have we? Maybe not, but I feel we've like... Ga- we've had feels garage, like we have. of course. We've, we've talked about him a bit. But we, we? Have, we have talked about him, the son of a bishop, and I'm not sure... <laughs> I'm not sure. It sounds like an insult, mate, you son of a son bishop. Of a <laughs> I'm not sure, son of a bish. I'm not sure if his bishop father would approve of what's going on here on the Tim Westwood show. I don't think Tim Westwood would care. I think he's ah. doing it so that his dad well, doesn't approve. Well, I mean, he's he? certainly going a bit crazy uh, here. Now, the thing is, when you think of the Radio One Rap Show, I don't know if you people have listened to it before. I imagine many people listen to the Radio One Rap Show, but uh, listen to the podcast. I'm very mad. There's a vendor. Diagram is, but uh, it's normally it's bombs dropping, it's hysterical kind of. Yo, you put the cat out. I've said this before. Now open the door, open the window. Oh, stone the crows. You know, it's all of that. Well, he's a bit more laid back here. Oh, okay. I'd say a bit too laid back. Oh. And uh, no, it's, this is a bit disturbing. This I will warn you. Um, but uh, here we go. I'm really feeling myself at this precise moment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Wiz is going to make this happen right now. Right, right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's feeling himself, and then he's, there's nothing going on. There's, like, banging sounds. <laughs> I don't remember Ofcom getting any complaints about that, so maybe people liked it. Uh, I, I have no idea what was going on there. 1999. So there's your little clips for this week's cassette. Oh, is that all of it? Oh, yeah. Wow, I thought... Yeah. And who'd have thought Talking Balls was the first two clips, but perhaps uh, yeah. actually relate to the last one as well, perhaps. <laughs> uh, but I dread to think. Some people get a thrill from deviant crime. I was...
would rather play a game where I guess the time I don't wanna be embroiled in matters illegal I'd rather play a game of what's the time, Mr. Eagle So this is the game, of course, where I try and guess the time I've got three attempts over the course of the week to do it We yep. are on week eight of this particular feature We're doing it best of ten So we're yeah. drawing to an end So really, I want to start trying to beat my personal best And last week, I was certainly not in the vicinity of doing that at all It was uh, my second worst Guess, I think. Um, it was your, your worst, worst week. Worst entire. Oh God, here worst we go again. week ever. Worst week ever. So just tell them out of the three minutes, out, out of the oh. three guesses over the week, how out was I in total? Uh, last week you were 97 minutes over 97 <laughs> minutes uh, just to remind them in case it happens this week, my personal best out of the th- over the three. Of those ones? Or of, of, the, of those of three? Of any, weeks. over the okay. three. My personal best. Um, what, last week? No, I'm right. sorry. No, no, right. no. Okay. Out of all the what's the time, Mr. Eagles. Well, this is why you're saying out of the three. Right. That's confusing. Out of the three, yes. Out of... If you, Your right. best individual guess. No, not my best individual. Adding them all oh, up. Okay. Like you just did that. So, for instance, okay. let me just explain why I thought you'd know that. Okay, Because I said my worst one. You yeah. said it was last week, and it was 97 out yeah. of the three guesses. So yeah. then I said, so what was my best week? Okay, but then you said... <laughs> so best week... You didn't say best week, you said what was my... Anyway, okay, we, maybe can, I should we can say check that. the What tape. was my worst week? <laughs> Night, well, let's wait till 20 years, and then we'll get that tape checked in cassette roulette. In when digital it just gets, roulette. When it just gets more and more meta. <laughs> remember this podcast clip. Uh, who's Alice, David? No, no, that wasn't me. It was John Ronson. <laughs> some grandfather in Copenhagen in 2000. Your best ever week... It was last it week, and that was, was 97. No, that was your worst ever week. Oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, I'm so oh, tired. It's such a difficult feature, then. <laughs> I'm sort no, of... At least, just edit a lot of this out? No, oh. at, least, at least we only have to do this for another two weeks in a row. Yeah. Right. Your best ever week was yeah. 36 minutes, which was week six. So and your a, worst was week no. seven at 97. So, we've can we redress the balance now? So, last week was an intuition special. That was where uh, I didn't rely on any logic. Ellie would say what the time, ask, ask me what the time is, and I would say what I thought it was. This is sort of similar, only this time it's going an extra step further. I'm just bypassing my intuition altogether in some ways, or any kind of thought. And what I'm doing is, as soon as Ellie spies me waking up, she will thrust a phone in front of my face and ask <laughs> that question. What's the time, Mr. Eagle? So, let's find out if this experiment is successful. Some people may be thinking the time for experimenting surely is over. Well, I don't know. We're going to find out what happens in this week's What's the Time, Mr. Eagle? What's the time, Mr. Eagle? What's the time, Mr. Eagle? My goodness. You're fast asleep. Before I got up, I've been to the toilets, but I have not checked the time. I think it's 8.55. It's 7.55. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Maybe this was a bad idea. <laughs> oh, it's the first, I think it's the first bad idea we've had on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's the time, Mr. Eagle? <sighs> What's the time, Mr. Eagle? A little additional information. This is the first one with a hangover. Um, 
Will the alcohol impede or improve the time-telling abilities? Five minutes past nine. Oh, it's 8.58. Oh, you're so much better than last time. (laughs) (laughs) To drink more often. Yeah. (laughs) What's the time, Mr. Eagle? What's the time, Mr. Eagle? Oh, there's nothing to play for. (laughs) 17 minutes past ten. It's 10.27. This would have been my best if it wasn't for the first one. (laughs) What's the time, Mr. Eagle? Yes, very frustrating because the last two guesses Mm. were absolutely brilliant. Seven minutes out. I mean, as I say, maybe next week, the alcohol-induced special. Seven minutes out and then ten minutes out. It would have been 17. So as long as I was fewer than 19 minutes out in the other guess, I would have beat my personal best but we weren't looking for that because of course it was ruined right at the yeah. start with that 60 minutes out an entire hour out anyway oh, I just need to blow my nose no oh. can we cut it out you, should we have a little bit of music oh well you've done it now anyway so I mean I was planning on cutting I was going to play a little bit of music oh. over the dump but uh, fair enough why don't they have the jingle again listeners it's happening now though. what's the time Mr. Eagle there we go you finished Nearly. Oh, well, what, what, what else can we play? Herbal tea of the week. That's all right, well, just play some music while you... Tonight's done yet? Yeah. No, you just continue, OK. Hello, hello, hello. There's all sorts of stuff we've got here, listeners. <laughs> all these clips. I like the idea of, like, compiling them so that people could... We could, like, develop an app so that mm. people could play it being podcasts and they can trigger all of these little jingles and stuff. Hardcore, you know the score. <laughs> this one oh it sounds exciting I don't think we've ever played this one have we I don't think so oh I know it's the uh... oh yeah there we go from last week if you haven't listened to any of the other podcasts this is getting very <laughs> confusing <laughs> anyway Ellie what's the time Mr Eagle that's what we were doing I mean the irony is by the time I'd start playing all those jingles you'd actually stop blowing your nose um... yeah about 20 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> oh right Ellie let's get on to this week so we know it's not the best no 60 minutes it's out for the, the first worst. one 7 minutes out plus 10 minutes means 87 minutes out no. No, seven. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, 77, 77 minutes, minutes out. out. Okay. Which is your third worst. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so, so I don't know what to do next week. We'll have a little think about what we can do, but I feel like I really want to be trying to get a personal best again because we've only got two weeks left of this feature. I know. It seems like it's hardly been going, but uh, <laughs> we do have those clips of the, the kids doing the What's the Time is Drink. Yeah. So I think we need to use them more, get that and download it into the app. Mm-hmm. I do like the idea of a What's the, some kind of thing. Or maybe like a, oh, how about this, Ellie? It's a cuddly toy version right. of me and you. So you've got two cuddly toys. Yeah. We could do it as like Christmas merch, but when you squeeze their stomachs, they play one of the little jingles. So <laughs> it might be... Uh, Who's a lovely boy? Or... Uh, Excellent herbs. Or, you know, it could be all these different well, things when you squeeze of, them. Yeah, you can do that sort of thing at Build-A-Bear, can't you? Exactly. To the E to the S-U-S. No. All, all <laughs> these things. 
just coming up. I did a, a build a bear for my grandmother saying, happy birthday, Gaggy, for her 80th birthday. She was birthday. called Gaggy, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. Um, her, I'm in for her. Why is she called Gaggy, Ellie? Because my aunt couldn't say grandma, so her grandmother was known as Gaggy, and then that just got passed on. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good one when you squeeze your stomach. It's just a special <laughs> Liam edition, that one. You get us my brother. Will you please listen? Uh, I probably can't use that. No one wants a cuddly Brian Tolver, do they? No one wants to go to bed with this. Will you please listen? I'll do. Oh, well, there you gonna... This is really weird. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good one. That's if you squeeze it. That's if you squeeze your nose. It'll do that. Why <laughs> you... do you keep all these things? Because you I've used them in the past, so they're just there. Will you stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Let's move on to a new feature. Oh, it's not new feature. We're not doing new features no. yet. Oh, my goodness. Not when we'll the mainstays work so well. No, I like the idea of that. So what we could do is, instead of build a bear, it could be build an eagle. Shall we try and do that? Mm. How much would that cost us to do? Loads of money. I love it. And I love the idea of the manufacturers having to like put these clips in <laughs> into the stomach of the eagle. But you could start up a Kickstarter fund for and, that, maybe. It, would it be like a, a fully eagle eagle, or would it be an eagle body with your head? Oh, my goodness. Because that would be really disturbing. The thing is, when, if we, when we get married, is it? When we get married... <laughs> It if we do that whole double-barrelled name thing, yeah. I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast. I don't then know we'll we be uh, you'll be Eagle Skinner. Yeah, which just sounds like an ancient tribe, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, sounds wicked. Talking Ellie of uh, your family and yeah. names and that kind of thing. This links to see. Oh, there you go. It took us 15 minutes and 100 clips, but we got there. It links us to a little revelation that you told us. The fact that you might owe your life to Henry VIII. Yeah. Tell us more, Ellie. I like reading history books, and I like reading history books of people I'm related to, because my grandmother, Gaggy, came from a family that had a few minor aristocrats in, and then when you get into rich people, they're related to everyone rich, so it's quite fun doing the family tree. I've been reading this book by Alison Weir, which is called Mary Boleyn, the Great and Infamous Whore. So this is the sister of Anne Boleyn? Uh, Yeah, older sister of Anne Boleyn, and I already know that she is my 14th or 15th great-grandmother, something like that. So I thought, well, actually, it's quite nice to read histories of people that I'm very distantly related to. And because I'm a direct descendant, if she hadn't existed, I wouldn't exist. So Mary Boleyn, she was a mistress of Henry VIII before her sister famously married him. I mean, that is weird, isn't it? So you're going out yeah. with your sister and then going, oh, yeah, now I'm going to marry him. And also whilst he was married to someone else that they were sort of serving. She's got this reputation as being a great and infamous whore. And Alison Weir is dissecting histories that other people have written and using the original sources and kind of going back to give hopefully a truer history and a full-scale biography of Mary Boleyn. And there is a question over the parentage of her children. So she had two children who have the names of her husband, William Carey. So she had Catherine Carey and Henry Carey. Catherine Carey is one of my direct grandmothers. She named one of her children after the guy she was sleeping with on the side. Yeah, but loads of people would do that because they would, like, curry favour with the king. Oh, curry favour. In fact, her husband, William Carey, was a cousin of Henry VIII and one of his, like, closest men (laughs) who's part of the privy... But yeah, there's some question about the legitimacy of, in particular, Catherine and whether or not she was Henry VIII's child because she was born around the time that Henry and Mary were having an affair. It's often said that Henry VIII's 
line died out with Elizabeth. None of his legitimate children left issue and his acknowledged bastard, the Duke of Richmond, was childless. But if Catherine Carey was Henry's daughter, as it seems likely, then his direct bloodline survives in numerous direct descendants. Under the Stuarts, the Carey family remained prominent until the senior line died out in 1677. Among the illustrious descendants of Mary Boleyn are numbered Sir Winston Churchill, Lord Nelson, Charles Darwin, Sabine Baring Gould, William Cowper, Lady Antonia Fraser, Vita Sackville West, Thomas West, the Baron of Delaware, after whom the state of Delaware is named, Lady Anne Somerset, Algernon Swinburne, Ralph Vaughan Williams, P.G. Woodhouse, Catherine Middleton, Duchess of Cambridge, Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York, Camilla Parker Bowles, Duchess of Cornwall, Diana Spencer, Princess of Wales, the late Queen Elizabeth, Queen Mother, and Queen Elizabeth II. But what and it doesn't say in the book <laughs> no, is Ellie Skinner. Which is what I'm going to write in. You write that in the book. Um, but, we, but we've we exclusively kind of, yeah. revealed on the David Eagle podcast, <laughs> listeners. Ellie Skinner owes her life to Henry VIII, and perhaps even this podcast <laughs> in this in its current manifestation yeah. would not be possible were it not for Henry VIII. So if you've enjoyed this podcast... Being a dodgy adulterer. Exactly. Excellent. <laughs> and from Henry VIII, we move to herbal tea. Ooh. It's herbal tea of the week. <laughs> Some folks like plain tea, others like tea herbally But this is the feature that reviews herbal tea verbally We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink And then we will tell you what we think Tea is the subject on which we will speak In our exciting feature Herbal Tea of the Week Drawing the fresh water you didn't realise that we have an artist in residence who just sort of sits there and illustrates everything that we're doing. Uh, Ellie Skinner has put water into the kettle. The kettle is now boiling. Fresh water, of course, when it comes to herbal tea, because we want to make sure that we are not tainting it. We want to make sure that the purity of this feature matters because we know how much it means to people. We discussed that last week and people get uh, very vocal if they feel that we are not doing things in the correct manner. And quite rightly so. Herbal tea is not a glib, trite feature. It is to be taken seriously. There's a reverence that's due, isn't there? There's a reverend as well. We've got an artist, we've got a reverend, we've got them all here. We shouldn't really have them here with uh, Covid rules, but uh, hey, deal with it, walkie snowflakes. Deal with it. Sorry, the vicar wasn't very happy about me calling you walkie snowflakes there. So, Ellie, the kettle is boiling. We've established that, but we haven't yet established what this week's Herbal Tea of the Week is. No. Are we continuing our snack theme? We are continuing the snack theme. So, it was meant to be a trilogy of snack-based teas, but we are now on to week four. My goodness, because we're, we're mavericks. We push boundaries. Yeah, there's quite a few snack-based teas that have popped into our collection. We have so. a bit of a slogan. We have it written here on the wall. Non-conformer tea, but tea spelt T-A. Uh, that's uh, something that our artist did there. Ellie, what is this week's Herbal Tea? of the week. This week's Herbal Tea of the Week is Birdhouse Tea Company's second week for Birdhouse Tea on this uh, series. Jaffa Cake. Oh. I'm getting the mugs ready. We've got some oat milk ready to go because... Is this another one where it'll be without and yeah, with? Yeah, I think we're going to try it both ways. We very much take the Manfred Mann approach. Come on without, come on within. That's uh, one of our themes of Herb. We listen to that before we do Herbal Tea of the Week to get us in the mood. <laughs> She's pouring 
the kettle was. So presumably you do it from boiling them, do you? Yeah, it's already setting up a bit of an aroma, but we're not going to cover that yet, are we? Because we're not, but it's... Yes, I'm not going to say anything about the aroma. I was just... You, well done for saying that, because I was going to let something slip. Yeah. I was also going to mention something about the aroma as well. So but before we do smell, before we view it on smell, before we view it on taste, we move to the rather controversial category of description. Ellie Skinner. Is it a biscuit or a cake? Oh... We're not sure, but we do know it makes for great brew pairing. Tangy orange with cocoa and cake finish. Yum! Ooh. Ingredients. Oh, I was going to give it good things, uh, yeah. remarks. Uh, I love the rhetorical, is it a biscuit, is it a cake? I think that's quite interesting. Sort of, it doesn't matter, it's a tea. That's what we're talking about. And I was going to give it points for alliteration, of course. Yeah, cocoa and cake finish. But then it was ruined by that word. Yum. Yeah, although it's not yummy. Mm, I know, but don't tell me yum. I'll decide whether it's yum. I should hope it bloody is yum. It's your, you're the people who are making the tea. For that, it's not going to get as high on description. You ruined it right at the end, Birdhouse. Ingredients. Black tea, orange pieces, rhubarb. <laughs> can somebody come and tell I think me? It's something like an Italian footballer <laughs> now. And cocoa husk. It's brewed for three to five minutes with at a hundred degrees, and it's enjoy with or without milk, blended in Sheffield. I'm going to give it a seven for description because I really don't like yum. I'm not going to give it less than seven because I think I like the rest of it, yeah. but it could have been getting an eight, but then it ruined it with a yum. But it was it wasn't yummy. If it was a yummy. It would have got six. It would have gone, got right down to six, possibly five. But uh, I'm going to give it a seven for description. So an average score for description. What are you going for, Ellie, with the description? seven. Seven as well. So a reasonable score for description, but nothing special. It's 14 on the fridge, on the scoreboard, for description. It's not the highest, nor is it the lowest. No, somewhere in the middle there for Birdhouse. How does that compare with Birdhouse's previous attempts when it came to a description? The previous one was 17 for the Aztec Uh, Chai. So it's not, of course, Aztec Chai is joint lit winner at the moment isn't it yeah. so birdhouse doing well but i'm not sure they're gonna unless the taste and smell are absolutely exceptional i'm not sure that we're going to be talking about a winner here but hey ellie we've still got smell and taste to go it's not we over have, for birdhouse yet it is brewing though we do have a little comment Oh, and a herbal tea comment? Yes, because oh. I did, I mean, to be fair, I did engage listener Carl in the ah. discussion. I did ask him if there were any thoughts this week on the herbal tea front, because obviously he was very vocal in the, the maligned banana rice pudding. He, that was he of a couple happy. of weeks ago, but I it wasn't last week, it was a couple of weeks ago, but still yeah. looms large in the yeah. herbal tea annals. So yes, he said the poetic language and alliteration on the frosted fruitcake was a delight. Ah. But to be fair, there's a lot more space to wax lyrical on a 120 gram tin than a single small sachet. How do we know that given the space, Bloom Teas wouldn't have scribed an epic poem to bananas and rice pudding, perhaps in the style of Gilgamesh or Paradise Lost? I did say... We did some research, yeah, didn't I you? Yeah, I did research. For balance, I checked the full-size Bloom Tea packet and they didn't have any additional text. It was exactly the same stuff. But he's already made up his mind. Banana rice pudding is the best tea, despite him never having tried any of them. Don't blame him. Blame social media. Blame it on the weatherman. Isn't that yeah. right, Piers Morgan? Uh, <laughs> and bewitched. Um, well, give yourself a sniff then, Mr Eagle. OK, listeners. Oh! That's lovely. You've got the orange there. Oh, it's the cocoa as well. I like that a lot. You've got the black tea, the bitterness of the black tea, the tang of the orange and the sweetness of the cocoa. It's really nice. 
I can't give it 10 because it's not grabbing me that I, this is ineffable. Let's give it a nine for Ooh. smell. It's a good one for smell. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven. Oh! Just because I don't think it is quite as fragrant as some of the others that we've had. Right. It's a lot more of a subtle flavor. Maybe that's Really? Oh, I don't know about this. No, I love it. Oh, oh, are you hang sure? On, hang on, You're not gonna upgrade that a little? Because that, I don't wanna swear you. You can say what you want, but there's some loveliness going on there. Let's see if Ellie changes her mind or not. I'm going to go for an 8 then. She's gone for an 8! Giving it a score of 17. Ellie, how does that compare? The lowest is Chiang Mai Chai with a 15. We've got 17 for Pucker Matcha Chai, Aztec Chai, Banana Rice Pudding and Jaffa Cake. Danish Pastry and Fruitcake have both got 18s. Okay, so it's, it's a very healthy score on smell. It's time to taste without oat milk yeah, first. first yeah here we go first thoughts too fruity without oat milk potentially <laughs> however it's just on the cusp uh, i said that last week as well but it's just on the cusp of too fruitiness it's not completely fruity so it's not setting my teeth on edge i'm not worried about it because most of these teas i enjoy a lot more with oat milk so it can still get a very high score indeed and i think oatness is going to bring out that sweetness and it's going to temper that fruitiness ellie well, skinner so normally i don't like a black tea because it's a bit too bitter but it tastes really refreshing i think it's the orange i can't really taste the chocolate that much at the moment but i think that's what the oatmeal is going to bring out and i think the mixture of having the the red tea in there has just kind of tempered the black tea a bit and just kind of yes, chilled indeed. it out so it's quite light and refreshing let's put the oatmeal in and let's see how this changes things so other times that we've added oat milk, it's added a creaminess. This, I wouldn't say, has got that quality. That's not necessarily a bad thing. The fruitiness is there. It's no longer on the cusp. It's just, it's lovely because it's brought out the chocolate. It's a lovely, smooth tea. It's quite mellow. I have to say, I'm not a fan of a Jaffa cake because of a traumatic experience when I was a child. What? Imagine you're in a school hall at lunchtime, sat round one of those hexagonal tables that folds up to the side so it can be pushed to the side of the hall when it's not in use. You're sitting there, you've opened up your plastic lunch box and you've got your sandwich and you've got your club biscuit and a Capri Sun or something and next to you is Claire Hartley. This girl, Claire, has got okay. a Jaffa cake and what she does is she nibbles around the edges and then she bites off the base and so she's got a little circular jam orange disc covered in chocolate. She licks the chocolate and then she wiggles the orange disc right in your face, back and forth, as if it's going to hit you. It's going to hit you with her horrible orange jammy licked disc oh, oh, and God. you're creeping away from it because you name. don't like it you don't like it that's the name of this book that's horrible. orange jammy horrible orange jammy, jammy licked, licked disc, disc. <laughs> i don't like them now because all i can think of when i see them is a licked right. orange disc waggled in my so, face birdhouse so despite that what are you going for then i'm gonna go for an eight I've got this problem now. Mm. Are you holding them all up against a banana? Banana got eight, didn't it? Didn't banana it for taste? So how can I... Oh, this is the problem. We're going to come across the banana rice pudding conundrum. <laughs> the banana rice pudding dilemma every single time. Seven. Okay. So that's 15 
It's not a winner. We know it's not a winner, but let's find out what, what it is. So that gives us a total of 46. So that's a, still a, a very high score. The lead at the moment is 49, which so, of course has Birdhouse's yeah. very own Aztec chai and the... Frosted Fruitcake from T2, which was last week. Yes. So... So it's fourth position. It's currently fourth. One thing we can say for certain, that this week's Jaffa Cake Tea from Birdhouse is officially... Go on, Benny. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I could have, you could have just done it. it was, just because it didn't matter really, did it, if it was the shorter one first or the longer one first. Well, uh, we don't want to mess with the format, though. People the, are comfortable with it. Yeah, and the ridiculous thing is that... I mean, ironically, this jingle is going to be longer than the actual thing. Um, hopefully I've queued the right one up this time. <laughs> we'll find out. News! Sidetrack with us, Julie. News! There you go. It was worth it. Worth the wait. Right then. Well, that's all. Essentially, the whole point was of that was just to do the, the jingle, and then I was going to press the button to go straight to the potato news. So let's do that right now. Let's go to the report that we did earlier from the kitchen. You join us by the window here in the kitchen, but and it's a window of opportunity. The opportunity is to find out whether these potatoes that we started to plant last week have began to sprout any more. But before we reveal that, you had a conversation with a friend of yours, yes, Ellie. Yes, I did. Who uh, said that their child is learning to talk. Yeah. And uh, one of their first words that they readily repeat is potato. Yes. I don't know whether There's that's not got, much more for me to I say. I don't know whether that's got anything to do <laughs> with the podcast. <laughs> One thing that I, I think we should try and get for, for Potato News then is a recording of this child yeah. saying the word potato. I we want will... to hear the evidence for ourselves. And will we get that or will we not get it? We'll reveal all in Potato News. So there's an exciting new dimension to Potato News, which is probably just as well because this one's probably going to be quite a short one because I wouldn't imagine much has happened in a week. Ellie Skinner, reveal all. So we've put the uh, potato potato sack with the planted chitted potatoes. Chitted um, is a very good word. Yes. It's a word that only since growing potatoes we have discovered and a number of people said have they started chitting yet. Yeah. So chitting is another word for uh, offshooting or sprouting yeah. isn't it? And that's why I've heard a few people <laughs> say how much the, the David Eagle podcast is, is a lot of chit and yeah. they're presumably referring to well they're obviously the they're obviously needs. referring to the potatoes yeah. a lot of lot of chits so yeah. thank you very much for that uh, review and i'm glad that potato news has really struck a chord with you people yes so we've put it near the window so there's a bit of light on it this morning i've watered it some more because it was starting to look like it was a bit dry and it, in the instructions it says keep the soil quite moist and uh, so far nothing coming up through the top level of soil we'll be back next week with more <laughs> News! Thank you very much for listening to the ninth uh, David Eagle 
podcast. This was meant to be a little bit. This is meant to be the short one. This is meant yeah. to be a short podcast. But uh, look out for that video, which Ooh. hopefully will be coming up if we can get a bloody <laughs> printer working. It'll be coming up on uh, Saturday morning on social media: Twitter. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube at the David Eagle on social media: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, subscribe to me on YouTube. Buy tickets for gigs. I'm not going to put the donation link up. You're very welcome to donate at davideagle.co.uk if you want to donate to um, support the podcast. Uh, to keep us in potatoes and herbal teas. Ellie is used to being kept in a, a manner fit for a, a queen. That's what her family is. And we can't do that if you people don't donate to the podcast. So uh, rather than donate or anything, if you could just, if you like the video when it comes out, the song, just share it, retweet it, tell your friends, review the podcast, uh, subscribe to the podcast, check out all of the, uh, the various David Eagle things, including the gigs that we've got coming up. I still don't think those tickets are on sale for the comedy gig yet on April the 23rd, but tickets are on sale for our April the 24th gig with The Young'uns. Uh, the folk band The Young'uns. A lovely evening. It's a rare gig. It's going to be a very rare gig. It's our one and only streamed online gig. We've not gigged together for absolutely ages and it'll be happening as part of Live to Your Living Room on the 24th of April. So if you Google Live to Your Living Room The Young'uns, then uh, tickets available for that on April the 24th. That's happening. Thank you very much for listening. Well, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye.